All right, let me tell you about Cruise Through History. Uh, Pat's going. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. And um, I've assigned Pat. He doesn't even know this yet. I've assigned Pat uh, because we have, uh, what is it, like three dozen, we have three dozen uh, compartments left, I think. This is, by the way, first time I was told this has ever happened. Usually when people do cruises, they'll do like 600. We did the entire huge cruise ship. It's 3,000 people. Oh my gosh, um, really? Yeah, yeah. It's the entire ship is our is our crowd. Oh, wow. I had no yeah. idea. It was that Never many. been done before, I was told. Wow. Um, so anyway, we're going to go on this cruiser history. Pat is there, and usually the last person, you know, the last person in, you get nothing. You get this, no special discounts. We're having a special party with Pat. It's the Pat uh, Procrastinators Party, uh, and you'll get a signed copy of my new book that is coming out, at, I think, around the week that we're going on this cruise, unfortunately, uh, called Arguing with Socialists. So you'll be the first to get it, but you have to book your seats right now uh, for this amazing cruise in the Mediterranean. Everybody's going to be there. I'm going to be there. Bill O'Reilly, everybody is going to be on this ship. We're going to Israel and every place else. Make sure you check it out now. ComeSailAway.com. ComeSailAway.com. You're going to be in a very exclusive club, the Procrastinators Club. Do it now. I don't I don't know I don't know if I can go on today because I was triggered right before right before I'm I'm listening to the news and Stu and I are talking and all of a sudden Chick-fil-a is just brought up there was no trigger warning there was no signage that said we'd be talking about Chick-fil-a and I'm very very upset about it Wait until you hear the latest. Stu and I have a new position. We actually are starting to feel sorry for the people on the left. Because how can you go through your entire life being so offended by a Chick-fil-A sandwich that you just can't go on? There's a couple of new trigger warnings that are unbelievable. We'll get to that. Also, we have the transcript of the Khashoggi murder, which is unbelievable. It is the day before the 18th. Is it the 18th anniversary of September 11th? It's the day before. We're going to look back on what happened on September 10, 2001, and how much we have truly changed as a nation. Also, the politics The politics of the day. Tulsi Gabbard and one of the best, um, one of the best speeches I think I've, or parts of a speech I've ever heard Donald Trump give. If, if he is this guy with this message, he wins. No questions asked. That coming up in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. For years now, home security was a real hassle. You had a bunch of weird-looking equipment all over the place. You were trapped in an expensive contract. You had people that, you know, were coming into your house and trying to sell. the, And you just getting them out of your kitchen was like, okay, I'll sign, I'll sign, just leave. 
even though on average there's a burglary every 23 seconds, it just wasn't worth the mess uh, most of the time. wasn't worth just the hassle. Simply Safe isn't that way, and that's why they have rocketed to the top. There's no contract for starters. There's no hidden fees. There's no fine print. There's no salespeople. The equipment is state-of-the-art. It is almost invisible in your house. And they can provide you with amazing around-the-clock home monitoring of every room in your house, every door, every window, both inside and outside, for $15 a month. Now, imagine how much better you'd feel knowing that there's one less major thing in life that you have to worry about. It's simplysafebeck.com. Go there now. You're going to get a free $100 uh, HD security camera. This is not like what they have at the 7-Eleven where you're like, yes, we're, there was a robbery at a 7-Eleven and we're looking for a blob shaped like this. This is an HD camera, so you know exactly who it was that was trying to break in. And with video verification, Simply Safe is the only company that can get police there from 45 minutes average response time to seven minutes average response time. It's only from Simply Safe. Go to simplysafebeck.com. Simplysafebeck.com. You know what's really weird? Have you seen the um, have you seen the researcher? We talked about him on Monday. Have you seen the researcher in Sweden that has said because of global warming? We may have to start uh, becoming cannibals. Now, now I'm not sure what canoe he rode over on, um, but I don't think we need to become cannibals. But you'll notice nobody was triggered by that. The guy is saying global warming is going to get so bad, we have to start eating people. And no one was triggered. Isn't that a little strange? Because that would keep me up at night. That'd be like one of those things. Are they going to come and eat me? <laughs> you know, I can't trust my neighbor. He's all into global warming. He may be making some sort of stew that I'm going to be, you know, the, the main ingredient in soon. And you think that's uh, scary to you? Imagine if your name was stew. That's right. really like, you're you, like, they, just add water. They come for us first. Yeah. <laughs> right. <you know? laughs> so you'd think that's the, the triggering thing. However, um, nobody seems to be bothered by that. Now, there's two stories here I want to give you. Google has banned a family cafe in England for promoting inappropriate and offensive, hateful content. Now, this is just this is uh, just uh, a husband and I'm sorry, a, a, a woman and her friend. She's 63. He's like 65. They have this this cafe. They decided to use this newfangled thing to advertise. And so they decided to buy some Google ads and they saw that their business was really taking off. And then they got a notice that they were responsible for hate speech and they were going to be banned by Google. And they're like, hate speech? Who's Did you write something into the last ad? What, what are we having a Nazi rally here? Apparently, it is because they uh, they were offering a special on like Tuesday night of um, <clears throat> faggots and peas. Now, you might think that that's really bad here in America to have faggots and peas, but that's not what that's not what that word means. Right. I just don't know <laughs> right. it being the, with the American connotation. But I'm talking about it I in understand that. context. We, we can come up with many examples uh -huh. of, of re ways that uh -huh. does not work on the air. Well, anyway, uh, <laughs> it comes with an uh, with onion gravy, 
Uh, and it's a very, very traditional English meal. Google has said they can't, and like people, I don't even know what it is, probably like eyeballs and brain. I mean, the English eat really all of awful. Europe. What's it, all of stuff. What's yeah. the thing from Kazakhstan where it's ho- like horse stew? I don't. It's like really I just. I, I mean, don't want to. You eat the horse before the human, right? But do you? I think so. I mean, <laughs> some you? people look delicious, I suppose. <laughs> right. But I, don't, I think... don't know who does. I've never looked at somebody who went, "Hmm, I bet they taste delicious." <laughs> I've never thought that. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, there's it's a, it's a it's a it's a niche market. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, right. I think some. People... I mean, I have looked at one of my cows. And thought, but it was more out of anger. Somebody, one of the cows that is just like mooing and waking me up in the morning. And I just look out the window and I like, you are going to make a great steak. <laughs> You're taunting them with <laughs> yes. steak? Oh, I do. Mm-hmm. I do. <laughs> I don't think they know, but it they still don't seems know. weird. They don't know. But when they misbehave, I do talk to them about what a delicious burger they will make. You're like the point. mean farmer in a Charlotte's Web sequel. <sighs> I am, except, you know, I, I don't massage them, but I take very good care of them. Mm-hmm. I want them to be happy. But I also want them to be hamburger at some point. <laughs> Happy on your plate. <laughs> right. Okay. So here's the so here's the thing. People okay, can we can we stop now telling other cultures what they can and cannot eat while our culture in the West is telling people, hey, by the way, we might be cannibals. I mean I mean, you know, you wouldn't want to say that, but I mean, you know, you could say conservatives in peas, and <laughs> a lot of people would be, okay, that's fine. I bet if you said, uh, and we're serving a dish, conservatives and peas in brown gravy, and it wasn't a traditional English dish, <laughs> right. it would still be okay. Google would be like, that's fine. You're slaughtering the, the, the you didn't have, these aren't free-ranging conservatives. You have them in a cage first, right? <laughs> You're torturing them just a little bit, right? It's like the reverse of animal cruelty. <laughs> right. They want you to be more cruel right. to the meat you're eating. Right. Yeah. That's, this uh, meat, we've tortured this meat, this conservative meat, its whole life. <laughs> it was born a conservative. We've been torturing it. It's now 87. <laughs> have we skipped over the bugs, though? For a long time, they, they would, you'd get these researchers to be like, look, global warming's coming. To keep everybody alive, we need population control, or we're going to have to start eating bugs. That's the only place what we can get the, protein. This is not. This is not normal. There is not anyone within the sound of my voice that is a normal human being that is saying to themselves, "Yeah, I think that's where we're going to. I think that's where we're headed. We're going to have to eat bugs. We might have to even go humans." There's, there's no one. There's no one. Why are these stories huge? Why are these stories about bugs? Why do we see them on CNN and everything else? There's nobody that actually believes that. I think it's the media chooses them. First of all, they're somewhat salacious, right? Uh, to the idea that uh, we may be eating bugs one day is, mm-hmm, is a clickbaity mm-hmm, story. Mm-hmm. I think the other part of it, though, is it's another way to enforce how dangerous climate change is. And it's like, it's this bad, guys. You're not going to be Sonic is going to have cockroaches instead of tater tots. Well, That's what you're going to have to I'm deal having with. later today. I'm having children in mac and cheese. Children in mac and cheese. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You cut the children up and then yeah. you just stir them into the. It's also good, like like in like beans. Children, pieces of children in beans. Also, mm-hmm. pieces of children in like spaghettios. You're not thinking of pork. Might be pork. It might be pork. Okay, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, uh, we were finding out in a trial in California that apparently there's suppliers all over the place. If you go to Planned Parenthood's around America, in case you want to make yeah. some of these dishes, yeah. that, that, that one didn't even not even register. That one didn't even register. Mm-hmm. Didn't even register. We have a story today of somebody who is so triggered by 
you guys. Now listen, you guys. You can't say that. That is so offensive. That is triggering. Can you imagine being so triggered that when somebody walks in a room and goes, hey, guys, you're like, oh, oh my, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Please don't say that again. That's a mental illness. I so mean, he, yes, I think so. <laughs> you know now this. Are you familiar with this uh, wonderful no. uh, organization? They are, I would say, largely responsible for the Beto thing. They were the ones what that— What is the Beto thing? Well, right now the Beto thing is 0%. Right, but the Beto yeah. thing was, when he was going against Ted Cruz, it sort of started with a viral video about him talking about Colin Kaepernick. Oh, okay, yeah, and yeah, yeah. So they they were responsible for that. They pulled a lot of Beto mm-hmm. clips and kind of made him into okay. a little pseudo left wing celebrity mm-hmm. for a mm-hmm. while, which is why he got into the race when everyone told him you're going to win. And then as soon as he got in, he went from fifteen to twelve to nine to six to four to two, and it's about where he sits now. Mm-hmm. Um, so they came up with a new video, and it's to tell people to understand that saying "Hey guys." to a group of people, some of which might be women, is just not okay. It's not okay. They want you to understand that. And they're giving you a very rational take. <laughs> do we have Do we have this? We do. Let's, Here it let's is. listen in. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Now This. <laughs> guys is a simple term. Mm. It could mean boys, or if you're modern, hip, it means people. At first glance, mm. guys seems inviting, friendly, mm. maybe warm, even sure. comedic at times. Right, right. But... It, like many male default terms, should Uh-oh. not be normalized Don't normalize. all-encompassing phrase. Oh, no. Innocent as it may seem. Mm. While we may it's understand the word means no real harm, with a deeper look, you'll understand that we've been ignoring the cognitive impact on women as oh, well as gender non-conforming folks. No. Okay, okay, stop, for stop, stop, stop. Can you imagine living your life this way? No. Yeah. Can I tell you something? I understand why people do, okay? I understand why people do. There are those people that are really triggered, but then there are the do-gooders. Look, there are millennials that, and, and, and people who aren't even millennials, that are so desperate for something of meaning. Their life has no meaning. Mm. There is nothing good to strive for. And so the thing that you can strive for is being wide awake and not offending anyone. And so when somebody says this, you might think, you know what, that's ridiculous. I'm not triggered by that. But you know what? Somebody might. And so I'm going to dedicate my life to making sure that I'm bringing together a better world. They're actually living in this this mindset that they are doing good. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're doing, they really are trying to do good. Yeah. Because... Nothing in their life has meaning. There is no way to do real good because everything is bad except for this woke culture. Right. And it's like, but it's fundamentally, if you have to go on an Indiana Jones style archaeological adventure to find how it's offensive, it's just not offensive. Right. Like if you have to go through and explain in multiple videos as to why no one thinks it's offensive, but it is. It probably just isn't offensive, right? Like, if it, if you, what you're saying is, look, everyone means this in, in, a, in a good way, and it doesn't seem offensive at all, but it is. Well, maybe it's not. <laughs> right. <laughs> maybe there's somebody out there that yeah. feels that way, but there's also somebody out there that, that thinks that John F. Kennedy and Elvis mm-hmm. are doing a concert, you know, someplace in Memphis Friday night. <laughs> it's not your job to micromanage <laughs> crazy at that level. Right. It's just not. <laughs> 
All right, back in just a second. Speaking of Beto, Beto says that um, he thinks Americans are just going to give up their guns. He trusts Americans. Not enough to have guns, but he trusts them to give up their guns. We'll get into that coming up in just a second. Blinds.com, the the role that blinds play in your life, um, it, it, it lets you control the amount of light that comes in the house, the privacy from the world when you want it. On top of that, they can change the entire feeling of a room and the way you experience it. It will feel homier and more comfortable. Whether you just moved, you want to refresh the look of your room or your entire home, Blinds.com is the way to go. The customer experience is second to none, and you're going to come away with a great product. Just like always, every order gets free shipping, 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you accidentally mismeasure or pick the wrong color, they're going to remake your blinds at no extra charge. And now through September 15th, get up to 40% off at blinds.com. Plus, you'll get an extra $20 off just because you listen to this program and you'll use the promo code BECK. Get up to 40% off and extra $20 off at blinds.com by using the promo code BECK. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's blinds.com. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. All right. Welcome to the program. So here is uh, here's Beto now. Beto is now saying that um, he thinks that we are going to give up our guns uh, because he just he said, I I know people. I know people that are gun lovers and they just don't think it's right. All of these shootings in America. Well, yeah, that includes me. That incl- I mean, who? This is so this is why this is so insulting why the left can never ever make this case because they have such contempt and they don't understand people that own guns they can't separate the two so if you are a gun lover and you have guns and you believe that it's your right to have these guns and you use these guns either in hunting or in sports they automatically think you're cool with all of the killings. That, 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 means, that means that your gun means more than the children that have died. That's what they actually believe. And so when he comes out and he says, uh, you know, I know people who have guns and, and they're ready for change. They, they just don't like all of these, uh, these killings. They don't think these mass killings and these mass shootings are right. Well, yes, that should be every American. <laughs> and it is every American. It is every American. And if it, if you're not in that category, well, then maybe you or you should be red flagged. You know, you're like, I don't mind all these shootings. <laughs> yes. You know? that's a, There's uh, another person that should be red flagged, and that is somebody who says, I don't trust myself with this gun. I, well, I want to get rid of it. I'm going to give it to the... Well, then you shouldn't have the gun. Because he said, he said yesterday that, you know, I... It's going to happen because Americans are responsible. And I know of one guy. Now, remember, population 350 million. I know one guy in Texas who gave up his AR because he said he was tired of all the killings and he didn't want to be a part of this death culture. Well, I have an AR and I'm not part of the death culture. Right. If, if you're part of the death culture, we definitely <laughs> we want definitely you to give up your gun. Your gun. Yeah, yeah that's, that's one you should. Yeah. You know what? I'm part of the death culture and I don't really mind all these killings. We should take your gun. <laughs> I just can't trust myself around this thing. <laughs> I'll tell you. Because yeah. I mean, my gu- I have guns. My guns are never going to kill anyone unless someone breaks into my house. 
because that is not what you know, I don't because I, I know I'm not going to do something like that. Right. The, you, the, the issue is taking this is the problem. When you take away millions of guns from people who will never use them this way, you have to understand if you're on the left that what you're doing is not taking them away from murderers. You're taking them away from people who will never do anything like the things you're trying to stop. And that's why they're offended. They're not offended because you're taking it away from some, some murderer somewhere. You're taking it away from everyone, and 99.9% of those people will never do anything bad with What these they guys. don't have a conversation on is because they will not stick to facts, and most of them have absolutely no idea what they're talking about when it comes to guns. Oh, yeah. No idea. Mm-hmm. So what, 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 we, what we have to get to is the kind of conversations that we've had off the air over and over again on, okay, well, is there anything that would actually work that would mean something. Mm-hmm. No, not that I, I can't think of anything that would actually work. Because the bad guys and crazy guys, the people who want to kill you, will kill you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why knife crime is now through the roof in, in uh, London. Well, they don't have guns, so they're killing each other with knives. Yeah, I mean, Russia has a 90% lower gun ownership rate than we have here. But a murder rate twice as high as us. Does that make anyone feel good in Russia? Oh, you're only getting killed by some nuclear chemical, this some rare polonium uh, <laughs> instead of a gun. That doesn't make you feel good. Right. Right? Pakistan's the same way. Much lower gun ownership rate than we have in the United States, but the murder rate's much higher. Uh, Japan uh, is, has a much higher suicide rate than the United States with almost no guns on the entire, in the entire country. These are, it's not about those things. And I think that there's a, there's a desire to try to pass something. But to your, to your point... They're speaking, there's like this, like this conversation going on around the actual facts, right? Like where we want to we pass something, it's do something, so we can say we did something to stop it, even though it won't stop it. And, and then the people who are pushing these policies have no idea what they're talking about. I was listening to a major, major network broadcast yesterday in which they talked about the potential of banning high-capacity ammunition. What the high, hell is high-capacity high ammunition? ammunition? I, I, someone pointed out on Twitter, is it bullets inside of bullets? <laughs> what, what is high-capacity <laughs> ammunition? I think they're thinking of nuclear warheads. Right, where, they, they, where they, it's they, just they a, whole, a bunch of warheads yeah. kind of split out. <laughs> High-capacity ammunition. How do you have conversations? Again, you're the one saying these specific policies, and then you don't know what they are. How can we possibly have a conversation about it? I'm not a gun guy. I don't know every in, in and out of guns. But I'm not sitting here saying, you know, let's ban this and this and this and this and this. We have a... the the It isn't until proven guilty applies here. We have a constitutional right. You can't just take things away from no, innocent not, they're people. They're not going to. I mean, Beto said he would confiscate, but he's going to be working with Congress, and they're going to be responding to their constituents. Oh. And the constituents are going to just give up their guns. I, I'd like I'd like to hear from you. Are, are you are you just going to give up your guns? Are you just they come for your guns? Are you just going to give them up? You're listening to Glenn Beck. No way. Didn't even have it in Australia, where they don't even yeah. have a Second Amendment. All right. Uh, one of my listeners, Maggie, she lives on a horse ranch in uh, the Ozarks. Her great joy in life has always been horseback riding, but she's had to cut back more and more. In fact, she's had to stop riding altogether recently, all because of back pain. She lives in a place surrounded by joy that she was not allowed to partake in. Then she tried Relief Factor. Within a few weeks, the pain she felt so strongly in her back began to subside. Within a month, she was back in the saddle doing exactly what she loved. Whatever it is that you've, you love and you've had to give up because of pain, 
please, please try Relief Factor. It reduces the inflammation that causes pain, and it works for 70% of those who try it. It's worked for me. It's worked for Maggie and thousands of others. Only $19.95, you can get a three-week quick start. It's not very much to see if you can vastly improve your life and get back the thing that you love. If you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Go there now. Try it. relieffactor.com, 800-500-8384. Welcome to the uh, program. I saw It last night. Uh, it Chapter 2. It Chapter 2. Really, really good. I know it's getting panned. Mm. I loved it. Really? Yeah. I thought it was like Stranger Things just amped up. You know, it's still a coming of age kind of film. Uh, they already are of age in this one, though, right? Yeah, but it, it goes flashbacks. Okay. okay? Uh, and it's, I think it's really well done. I think it's better than the book. Uh, it has a sense of humor all the way through it, uh, and it's not gore. I mean, yes, it's like you know, there's a there's a scene, there's a lot of blood in it, but it's the kind of you know Stephen King, you know, the elevator doors open and it's a wash in blood, right. and there's a couple of jump uh, places, but it is it's really quite good. I I actually think my wife might like it. Really? Yeah. See, I won't go because uh, I, Pennywise is not gay, uh, and he's not even an ally. In fact, he's surprisingly anti queer. No, and Penny, that's, Penny, Pennywise. Yeah, the clown. Mm. Oh, because of the anti. All because I know, of the opening of yeah. This is the, a legitimate art article written oh, yeah. by the way in Out Magazine. I believe mm. that uh, they are saying they don't. They're disappointed in it, Chapter Two, because he's apparently the terrible child murdering creature is anti-gay. <laughs> yeah, he's Which really not. Is... <laughs> he was just killing someone. Okay. 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 Uh-huh. The, the the people who are, it's the opening scene of the well, yeah. two. Yeah. No spoilers not, here? No spoilers. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, what, uh, and one of the guys, the first guy that is killed, you know, the children were killed prior to, you know, you're, you're led to believe that the, there's been two children that have been killed prior to this. But some guys beat up this gay guy and throw him into the river, and Pennywise eats him. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, Pennywise isn't like, hmm, mm. And if I was in England, I could have it with beans. That's not, <laughs> no. that's not what it is. That oh. has nothing to do with it. No. I, that's, of course, everyone finds. Their, it's the goes back to the hey guys thing. Yeah. If you're offended by hey guys, you're going to be offended by a murderous clown not being pro-gay enough. Right. Like, this is your world. Every yeah. single thing affects you this way. And it has to be a horrible world to live in. I just, there, you know, there is this one kid in it that is this innocent kid that all of the people... All of the all of the grown-ups, you know, that come back to Derry to save, you know, and kill Pennywise, they're picking on this poor kid. I mean, they think they're saving him, but they're, every time this kid shows up, they're like, whatever you do, kid, get out of town. And he's like six. <laughs> <laughs> and he keeps showing up, and a different character will like, get out of town, kid. This kid is, li- I mean, he's probably more attracted to Pennywise because he's like these <laughs> scary people without makeup are coming up always screaming at me. <laughs> But anyway, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I liked it. Um, and you know what could have helped is if they uh, if they would have had guns. I'm just saying. If they just would have, you know, if everybody, if the kids would have even had guns. See a clown like that? Mm-hmm. Kill him. Sure. Yeah, maybe. I mean, could be. <laughs> uh, here in Texas, maybe that's the way we're doing it. Um, uh, Pat, I, I want to ask you a question because you know uh, Dan Patrick. Mm-hmm. You worked with Dan Patrick for a while. Yes. You like Dan? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Dan has come out and said, we have to do something on guns. Really? Yeah, do you want to hear the quote here? Yeah. When I talk to gun owners, NRA members, and voters, people don't understand why we allow strangers to sell guns to total strangers when they have no idea if the person they're selling the... Obviously, that's the time that that the computer's going to reset in the middle of that sentence. Sorry. Uh, They have no idea if the person they're selling the gun to could be a felon, could be someone who's getting a gun to go commit a crime, could be a potential mass shooter, or someone else who has serious mental issues. I'm a strong NRA supporter, and they're a strong supporter of mine, but I believe uh, they are wrong in not expanding background checks to stop strangers selling guns to strangers. Um, Instead of trampling on the freedom of law-abiding Americans, the government should focus upon actual solutions. Um, oh, excuse me. That's the uh, that's the NRA response. He says, in the meantime, the NRA remain. Jeez, um, uh, where's the other part here? Uh, See, sorry. this is you know, we, we had. A, he we he had probably a, said disregard everything I just said. Yeah, he, no. here's what I really mean. <laughs> yeah, no? he, he he basically <clears throat> said um, we have to we have to understand the realities, the political realities of the situation. People want something done. Here's something that we can do. And I, I think this is seemingly honest from him, and that he thinks, okay, this is this would this might help in some situations. Number one. And number two, uh, look, the political situation is we need to do something. If we do something on this, we can avoid some of the more restrictive things being proposed. Yeah. So I'm here's nervous where, about that here's where we Here's where we disagree um, a bit. Um, I, I am, I, I don't have a problem with, as long as it's not, you know, as long as it's a stranger, as long as it's not family. If I want to give my son a gun, if, you know, I want to pass on, he doesn't. He can have the guns. And I think they've done a carve-out for family, yeah, right? They have. And friends. And, yeah. it's, and yeah. friends. Yeah. So it's okay. just strangers. Yeah. Which is um, weird. Obviously, you would if you wanted to sell something. I would never sell my stranger. gun to a stranger. Why no, would I, I well, a lot, of people, a lot of people who sell their guns to at a gun strangers. Show. No, no, no. A lot of people who sell their guns at, to a stranger mm-hmm. will say, I need to see your CCW, your concealed carry. Uh, permit which is a background check item already You've and already a gone bigger yeah. background a more stringent background check mm-hmm. than just buying a gun so if you're going to if you're going to sell a gun let me see your let me see your concealed carry permit and then i know that there's a background check done on you and you're you know mm-hmm. you're a decent guy and nobody's at this point nobody's forging those uh you know yeah, i mean it could be but i mean it's un- unlikely very unlikely right so but i don't have a problem if it's a stranger because i mean i have purchased guns i have had people give me guns and i have to go to an ffl uh, you know it's a it's a licensed firearm dealer and all i have to do is just go sign it through them background check whatever and i don't have a problem with that and pay right you have to yeah, pay you uh yeah you have to pay 20 bucks 20 bucks for 20 bucks, the problem is, is they will just keep making it more and more onerous and expensive. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's unreasonable. That, look, you want to look at my gun? Here's my gun, blah, blah, blah. Great, let's just go to the FFL and he'll complete the paperwork. I don't have a problem with that. Do you have a problem with that? Mm, I don't think so. So the problems mm-hmm. I have with it uh, are, uh, one, we all know the second you give them this, they will come after the next 25 things. And giving any ground in this debate winds up being... Um, uh, something that they take advantage of. It's give an inch and they'll take a mile. Because as soon as you give up this ground, they're just going on, an, they're, they're attacking other ground. Right. But... They're constantly looking to erode these rights. Now, if you believe it's absolutely the right thing and, and should definitely be done, that's, that's, that's I don't understandable. Think it's, I don't think it's the wrong thing to do. Yeah, I mean, I it, if, if somebody it's comes, already happening, right? In, it would in make 99% me feel, of cases, it's already occurring. Right. It would make me feel more comfortable. I wouldn't sell my gun to a stranger. And now we had multiple people here on staff when we talked about this issue yesterday who had 
who had sold guns to strangers. Uh, both of them had, uh, they said that they had asked for, asked the, for the concealed, concealed carry, way. which yeah. means they've already gone through a background check. A tougher yeah. background check. However, you never know what developed since that Correct. check. And, Correct. Uh, who, Correct. You know, so, I mean, it's, it's nothing is, you can't be 100% sure. Mm-hmm. But, of course, a background check isn't 100% either. I mean, no. we've, you know, most of these murders happen with people who do go through background checks. Uh, so it's it's really you know it's not gonna it's not gonna do much of anything. There's nothing that really, and this is the problem. It's a step that we're taking. You're giving ground in the gun debate, um, and I I, I don't want to seem like oh well I don't I will never give ground, but it also isn't going to accomplish much of anything. I mean it's not going to do anything. It's not going to cut down on 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 murders. It's it does it, take that argument from them though. Yeah, but and then I'm they tired have, of hearing it. Then they go tired on to the next of one. Hearing it. I mean, I think this is one of the things Trump does well, which is a lot of times he has these, what I would consider dumb arguments. Perfect example is the stupid Sharpie thing with Alabama. Mm -hmm. Why is Donald Trump fighting that battle? He's the president of the United States. Why do you care if they're attacking you over whether you said Alabama or not and bringing out a map to prove that you were right? right? May I I suggest? Mm -hmm. Because if you had a good GOP... They would be passing stuff while he was going. Look over here. Oh, look over here. I'm with you on that. Right. We've okay. made that point before. But we don't have a good. He's GOP. the ultimate distraction. Yeah, he's right? the and, best at that. But I think part of the reason why Trump fights these what I would consider at times dumb battles is because as soon as he stopped, as soon as that battle's over, they're on to the next thing, right? So if you are fight, f- fighting, a, you're fighting the Sharpie battle. They're not on something else because as soon as the Sharpie battle goes away, they move else. on to something else. Correct. So why stop fighting the Sharpie battle? That's at least I, and I don't like that part of our society and our media, but I think Trump has mastered that at some level. The same thing somewhat applies here in that here's a move that I don't think is going to actually do anything. It's not going to help stop anyone from being killed. And if, and, and, you know, you could make arguments on that. I understand. But I don't think it's going to. And then if you add that on to the fact that once they get this thing with background checks, they're going to come after families. They're yeah. going to come after friend transfers. They're going to come after uh, no, all I, these I, other things. I, I know that. Um, uh, but I would like to be able to link this to, uh, look, this is not going to make that big of an impact, but it will make people feel better. People who are selling guns and people who are uh, uh, people who are not involved in this and it is something that maybe is fine as long as it remains 20 bucks or whatever it is for the FFL transfer. Now uh, you can go ahead and, and do that. And I want that written in. However, I want something else. I, I, I want a serious, I don't know what about mental health. This is we have to change the conversation mm-hmm. here. This is not about guns. This is about, about crazy people. It's about crazy people. It's about mm-hmm. mental health. It's yep. not about In their... virtually every single case. Exactly right. There is something going on. Let, let's talk mm-hmm. about suicides. Right, but what, what their something is on mental health is our red flag list. And that's because they're controlling it because we're not leading. We're playing defense. Well, no. I mean, Trump is saying he wants them. No, well, I mean, so not, I mean, I would he's say He's not that exactly the flag bearer for... I mean, look, who put... Who put background checks in in the first place? Isn't that part of the Brady? It's the NRA. Yeah. The NRA was the one who designed the background check. The system. Yeah. Okay. They designed the system. And I'm fine with the system. I'm totally fine with the system. The NRA or the gun advocates need to lead the way, not on their legislation, not on the left's legislation, but ours. 
what actually will make a difference. And I don't know what, but it has something to do with mental health and not just finding people with mental health. There is something wrong with our society. And we, we had we, we had guns before. You know, when you look, just just take the suicides out and our guns are not a problem like they even used to be. Just take suicides out. Suicides are through the roof. We should be talking about that. Instead of fighting, we should be talking about the what the real problem is. And we don't have anybody to lead that. Do you, uh, from Dan Patrick's perspective, he's a pro-Second Amendment guy, right? I mean, he's mm-hmm. solid yeah. on guns. and As far as I know, yeah. I mean, should we have him on? Him? Yeah, you should have him on. Yeah, I should talk to him. Yeah. I want to talk to Governor Abbott. I'm I'm interested, too, in your, I mean, this is a longer conversation, but Glenn, who is uh, an admitted catastrophist, (laughs) a a guy, like, because there's no reason for me to care if there's a database of guns, right? Generally speaking, what do I care if there's a database of guns? What I care about is when things go bad, right? Someone with the the wrong levers of control, the wrong guy with all this power has a list of everybody with guns, right? That's why I I don't oppose it because I care if that I'm on a list. Mm Mm-hmm. Same thing applies to background checks. Background checks sound fine now. When the wrong person has control of the government and they start putting all sorts of things in that background check that that applies to you because they don't like you for whatever reason, it's a big. It's, it's as a catastrophist, I'm disappointed. Where is your tragedy? <laughs> uh, Where is your apocalyptic I, view here? May I give you one that no one has talked about? And I will show you the future if you want the catastrophe on guns <laughs> and what's coming. Let me do this Why commercial. Why else do you think we tune into the show? <laughs> Let me give you something that will make everybody in this audience go, holy crap, I never thought of that. And it's happening. I'll, I'll give you that. If that's what you want, I'll scare. I can be Stephen King. I can do that. Uh, all right. Pat Gray. Uh, Pat Gray Unleashed, the podcast available now. I think it ju- I just saw it being wait, tweeted. Wait. Pat, it's uh, available right now. It's I want to make sure you're okay with this. We have, I, I think... It's it's like 60 tickets left or something. I can't remember for this cruise. This is a 3,000 passenger uh, boat. We have never, I've, it's my understanding, I was told yesterday, that no cruise with some, you know, you know uh, host or something like that has ever filled a cruise ship to the top. To this size, at least. Yeah, wow. for sure. Yeah, to this size. Um, and so we are, we're like 80 people or 60 people away. All right. Mm-hmm. You're you've been brought in and you're the last you're la- and the, the, they never get anything special. You know, the people who are in last, you get, the, you know, like, eh, well, you missed the early bird special. Well, you <laughs> missed that. Um, what I'd like to do is have a special uh, uh, dinner. Just I want to have everybody who comes in is part of the procrastinators club. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you guys, you know, you, you're proud that you're last and you can be their leader. And Stu, you can be their leader in the on the front half. You're on the back half. Uh, and everybody's going to get a signed copy of the new book, Arguing on Socialists. You'll be first, will be the last will be the first. You will get the first copies of uh, Arguing on Socialist, and then you just host a crazy, one of your crazy, 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 crazy parties. parties. Oh, man. Uh, you've never yeah, had a party until you've that. partied with fat. <laughs> okay, anyway, uh, we have this cruise through history that's happening uh, next year. There's only a few tickets left. We really want you to come. Uh, make sure that you join us. 
uh, you're going to be your 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 cruise directors will be Pat and Stu, and it's going to be lots of fun. You won't learn a damn thing, <laughs> but you will have fun. ComeSailAway.com. dot com. Come eat well. Yeah, ComeSailAway.com. ComeSailAway.com. Do it now. This is the Glenbeck program. Okay, yesterday I told you that Roomba maps your your room, okay, maps your house and sells that. Uh, I think we need to have a conversation uh, a little bit um, um, bigger. Xbox Connect, they have a Connect sensor. It's been mapping out rooms for nearly a decade. HoloLens AR, the headset also maps out your rooms when you use it, and it looks at everything in the room and maps it. Now, here's the thing. What if... You're using a HoloLens AR set. It's mapping everything out, and it sees a Glock sitting on the table, not locked up. Kids are in the room, and there's a Glock. And it immediately goes out and searches, are you, are you licensed to have a Glock? How many kids are in there, and how come it's not locked up? But it's an Airsoft Glock, which is indistinguishable from a real Glock, unless you pick it up and you really look at it. So now you have the HoloLens AR mapping your house, looking at things on the table. Uh, are you going to get swatted? Are you, is SWAT going to come in because it's mapped your house and it sees something you shouldn't have? That's the world we're moving into. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Um, our sponsor uh, this half hour is Relief Factor. I love being uh, up at my ranch, but um, one of the problems that I have is altitude really screws with me. We're about 7,000 7, feet in altitude, and uh, it, it really makes it very painful. I haven't been able to spend a lot of time at my ranch up until recently. You might notice that I've been, been gone a little more. Some people are rooting for my pain, both on the left and the right. Some to keep me here, some to make me go, but... Um, relief factor has helped reduce that pain and I can do the things that I love. I can paint. I can be up in the mountains again. Relief factor has changed my life. If you are looking for relief from pain, especially chronic pain, this is a, an all natural way to reduce inflammation, which is one of the great leaders and causes of our pain. Relieffactor.com. Try a three-week quick start and get your life back. It's relieffactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. Relieffactor.com. All right. Great program still to come. We have the one and only Dennis Prager coming up. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's September 10th, 2019. For those who are old enough, what was the world like 18 years ago today? I'm going to bring you back into a time tunnel What was the world like? 
What were we talking about? In some ways, we have changed a lot. In others, not at all. September 10th, 2001, in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. If you're a fiscally responsible person, right now may be the time to get into a new home. With interest rates that are extremely low, mortgage payments are affordable, more affordable than they've been in some time. Uh, What you want is American financing. Now, they are a free mortgage review. They give you a free mortgage review that could save you up to $1,000 a month. Now, maybe you're looking at the mortgage payment and say, yeah, I can do that. It's the down payment that I'm not sure about. Well, if you are a responsible person, uh, American financing is the one to work this out. They are not going to agree with everything you say, and they're not going to give you some of the loans that maybe some other banks will give you. They are looking for the best interest of you. What is going to be the right thing to do for you? American financing has you covered uh, in cases from coast to coast. I want you to call American Financing. These are salary-based mortgage consultants that work with you to develop a plan that is right for your needs. Call them right now at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Two thousand ten. Two thousand ten. I'm sorry, two thousand one. September tenth, two thousand one. It was a different world. It was a world where we we could go and wave goodbye to our family as they went down the ramp to the airplane. You didn't have TSA. You didn't have people checking the doors on airplanes that led to the uh, pilot, sometimes you would fly and it would be open. It wasn't a secure room. The things we were worried about are not the things that we're worried about today. We were still worried about politics. We were still playing politics. We were not that innocent. We were still playing politics. National uh, Organization of Women were in trouble on 2010. Uh, sorry, September 10th, 2001. They were um, they were trying to um, get out of a, a scandal that they were in about Andrea Yates. Do you remember her? The National Organization of Women raised money for her, uh, and then they had to backpedal real quick and like, oh, she killed her kids. That was that was in the news we talked about on on September 10th, 2001. Gary Condit was in trouble for Chandra Levy, who he was not guilty of. They finally found the person that murdered, but it looked like he was going to go to jail at this point. Yeah, uh, Rudy Giuliani was in the news because they had, I guess, come out. He had cheated on his wife, I think, was was when that was first coming out. I was looking back at these show recaps. This is from Friday, September 7th, 2001. Uh, uh, we couldn't tolerate Bill Clinton's cheating on his wife, but Rudy Giuliani is okay. Mm. That was uh, Then you had Michael Jackson receiving a standing ovation on the MTV Music Awards. 
And your question, is there anyone in the audience who doesn't think Jackson was fondling boys? <laughs> I mean, later on, you kind of have some more evidence on that, at least. I mean, now he's been convicted via documentary, so we know he's we guilty. We know he's guilty. Here's, here's, here's one. We went back to the archives. Do we have the audio of the Shark Tank thing? This is the Monday before Tuesday, September 11th. This is the Monday. This is the broadcast before we wake up the next day and go on the air to say we're under attack. We were amazed at how uh, n there was not there was no real big news at the time. There was nothing that was really happening at the time. I want to I want to show you what the big thing on the show was that week, that Monday. Go ahead and play the Shark Tank. That's cool. No, this is not it. The Shark Tank, if you have that. Apparently not. Apparently. Do we just yes or no if we have it? So the sheriff came in to arrest, I don't know, four, three, a hundred. I don't really know. We also had 14-year-olds running in and out, whole packs of them, at least ten at a time, running around. They would go from one side of the theater up the aisle, you know, because it was okay, stadium is, seating. They would come right, we from... we got to stop. we got to stop. That's a different... Don't just that's a different random thing. clips. That was just a random <laughs> clip. That, that one is about uh, a, a theater experience that I had. Yeah, well, which was, I, I would, going back and looking at the show, it was about half the show. The day before 9-11, Glenn's whining about some, going to see a movie and there was loud kids in it. Just like a, no, just it like wasn't a just loud, loud kids, it was bad. I remember it now. It was that's bad. What, that's what Grandpa always says. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> no, it was. It's it always was. bad to Grandpa. It was. But we were also, just in the, in the uh, prior weeks, we were talking about um, uh, facial recognition. They were going to try to use that in Ybor City. They were going to try... Um, putting cameras up in Ebor City, and we were talking about how that that's that's not good. We were going to go swim with the sharks on the Friday after September 11th. It was that summer had been a big summer of people being bitten or eaten by sharks, meaning like one or two people. Uh, and so uh, we were going to. I was going to, and I was barely a swimmer at the time. I deathly afraid of water. And so we were going to go to some aquarium. I don't remember which one it was, Atlanta or someplace. Uh, do you remember? Where was that aquarium that we were going to? In Tampa. Was, the, was it in yeah, Tampa? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The aquarium uh, in Tampa. And, uh, and, and I was going to go swim with the shark for a charity that Friday. And everything changed. Now, let me, let me show you how much has changed. Imagine Donald Trump coming to town or Barack Obama coming to town. And you're the number one local political talk show. And you don't mention that the president is actually coming to town the next day. This is the last thing that was broadcast on my show the day before September 11th. This is the last, quote unquote, innocence of politics. This was the only time. I talked about President Bush coming to read to children in Sarasota the next morning. Listen. That's full. That's full tonight. So, Mr. Beck. 
your buddy W is in town this week. I'm surprised he's not going to be on your show since he, since your lies and false propaganda is the only reason he got elected. I love this. I'm still getting mail on the election. Let it go. Please let it go. Along with his slimy brother, Jeb, that's the only reason why he's in office. I can't wait to see Janet Reno kick his butt. Right. So, number one, Florida can rebound from the horrible funk that it's been in since Jeb took office. And number two, and most importantly, I want to hear you whine and eventually collapse from frustration. Frederick. P.S. Stop stealing our liberties, harassing our Democrats, and eating our food, fatso. There's a Democrat before 9-11 saying that I was not only stealing their food, but uh, <laughs> stealing liberties from them. So we were still playing political games, but the important part is everyone remembers where George Bush was when he first heard about the 9-11 Twin Towers. He was in Sarasota. He was in my market at WFLA in Tampa, Florida. And he was reading to children. You remember those, you know, was Andy, was it Andy Card that came over? Yes, and, and yeah. whispered into his ear, yeah. Mr. President, we're under attack. The next morning, everything changed. And I am struck this year as we approach the 20th in a couple of years. I am I am impressed to share with you how far we have come in a negative way. And the things that we have lost, much of it, if not all of it, stem from the 9-11 attack. Both sides have made really bad mistakes. Many Americans have been wrong about so many things, including me and this program. We did what we felt was right. And we've seen it now come to bite us. I, I want to this week spend some time and just look at things in perspective now now we're far enough away and now we should be having the conversations asking ourselves wait a minute what was the very first piece of advice we got do you remember what are some of the very first things that we did And our kids do not understand the America we lost on September 11th. I've told the story before. My son and I recently were watching, I think it was the producers or something, the old one with Gene Wilder. And my son said, how did the government ever allow this to be made? Because it's so politically incorrect. I said, the, how did the, what? In my house. He has never grown up in a world where the government hasn't been dictating, where the mob hasn't been dictating, 
He doesn't even understand freedom the way anyone my age understands freedom. We were fighting for freedom. Listen to what that Democrat said. Stop taking and stealing my liberties. What were the liberties that we were talking about then? Look where we are today. So let's let's start with the first thing that we were told right after September 11th. And keep an eye on where we were on September 10th. Tomorrow is the 18th anniversary of September 11th. Let's try to have some perspective this time around. See where we have been. See where we were. See what we've done. And check it. Is it making things worse or is it making things better? We begin there in one minute. By the way, Dennis Prager is coming up in about 40 minutes. Can't wait. Dennis is just a remarkable guy. Uh, Relief Factor is uh, our our sponsor. If you are devoted to your career, you go in every day and you say, I'm going to do the best I can. I want to leave things better than they were when I got in today. You are somebody who strives to perform at their best. But if you're in constant pain, it's a real challenge to do that because you are just you get up in the morning and you're like, I don't I don't know if I can do it. If you're fighting constant pain, it's impossible to be at your best. And if you take, you know, some sort of a narcotic painkiller, you're guaranteed to not be at your best. If you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back, I want you to go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Try a three-week quick start. It's 1995. Three-week quick start. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more month after month after month because it works. Get your life back. Relieffactor.com. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. So why is it we are, well, let's just say that. Where are we today? Where are we today? We had mass killings. We had Timothy McVeigh. We had terrorism. It was overseas. But we had homegrown terror. We were arguing about much of the same stuff, the debt deficit but where are we to where are we today compared to then look at our debt and our deficit in comparison we're now to the point to where we have spent so much money that they're now coming up with quote modern monetary theory which is governments can print whatever they want it has never worked it is it will fail every time money is a fee is fiat it is it replaces something of value it represents something of value and if you don't value anything it doesn't have any value well full faith and credit of the united states check the full faith and credit in the united states of america right now how do you feel about it 
September 10th, 2001, I still believed in our institutions. I thought we had problems. And I, I didn't like the way we were behaving. But I still believed in... I still believed that we believed in the same things. You know, the Patriot Act wasn't written after September 11th. The Patriot Act was written in the 90s. And the Patriot Act, it never was introduced because it, nobody would, nobody, everybody was like, you're crazy. You're going to put everything, you're going to have a Department of Homeland Security? The worst thing that I've purchased at auction, historic piece, is a chair for uh, the questioning of those people of interest by the Nazis. And I bought it because what it is branded on the bottom of the seat of this chair. And in German, it basically translates to Department of Homeland Security. We didn't have. We didn't have the wiretapping uh, abilities. We didn't have FISA courts. Secret courts. Being able to go into a library and say, I want all of this information. And by the way, if you even call for an attorney, if you even tell an attorney you are violating the law and you can go to prison for it. We didn't have any of that. We put it in because we were panicked for our own safety. You know, the idea that Donald Trump is, and I shouldn't say this, that the administration has floated out there about HARPA. That's exactly like the Patriot Act. That's not coming up now because of gun control. That's been in the works since about 2002. And it came about because of the Patriot Act. Because everybody was so freaked, we allowed the Patriot Act just to roll in. And the Patriot Act said, we need... Total intelligence. Total intelligence. Meaning total intelligence on every person in America. They wanted to find a way to where we could, as a government, know exactly who was who, where they were, what they were doing, and can we predict and stop bad things from happening. That's why we're in the situation now where the administration is talking about a proposal to use Google Home, Amazon Echo, uh, and Fitbit and Apple Watches for everybody to make sure if there's somebody that is disturbed, they shouldn't have a gun. That's putting all of us under surveillance for the few that might be disturbed. We would have never done that. In 2001, we were still saying I'd never give my fingerprints to the United States. But we gladly gave them to Apple. We gladly gave them everything they asked for. The, 
the horrors that are happening now in China, I believe we are just two to five years away from, I think we're two years away from not being able to get out of this box. And you damn well better hope that we come to our senses before that. But all of this is because of September 11th. We have done so many things to ourselves and built this box that we're all living in because the first thing we were told to do, our American duty, does anybody remember it? Go shopping. Go spend money. We were wrong from the start. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Oh, man, there's so much to do between family, your career. I mean, uh, who has the time to really deal with all of the paperwork and hassle of buying and selling a house? This is why you need a great real estate agent who is on it. You don't need somebody who is who says they're on it and then they're not really on it. We need somebody, you know, you're going to sell your house. You want somebody who is really on it so you can put that in the past and you can move on with your life. And you need somebody who is really accomplished that that knows how to price your house so it will sell. They also know exactly uh, what the paperwork says so you're not getting a, a crappy deal and you know exactly what's in it. You need somebody that has all of the best practices of a great real estate agent, one of the 500 best in the country. All right, so how do you get that? You go to realestateagentsitrust.com. You get somebody with passion, somebody with knowledge, somebody with experience, and somebody who shares your values. Realestateagentsitrust.com. You want to sell your house on time and for the most amount of money? It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now. Realestateagentsitrust.com. You know, life is an interesting thing. If you don't know where you came from, and if you have no polar star, you you don't know when you're off course. If you don't know where you're headed. If your if your if your goal is uh, money, success, fame, and you haven't asked yourself what's enough what's enough you'll never reach it because there will always be another goal ahead to make you richer to make you more famous there's always something else you can do and if that is your goal then you don't really that is your polar star and it's constantly shifting so our, our goal as a nation, our mission statement, is found in our Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. Among these, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's our mission statement. That's our goal. Now, if we have that as our goal in front of us, we constantly look at that and say, are we getting closer or further away? But we were told on September 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, go shopping, go shopping. Our goal was to make sure that we didn't collapse as an economy. Money became our goal. We weren't asked to go serve. We weren't asked to to really all of us pay into something. We were told instead, go out and buy stuff. 
think of the think of this there are there are swings that happen people swing pendulum and you're always best when you're in the middle and there's a pendulum that swings back and forth and that changes and then there are things that happen when people use those to put things their own goals into hyperdrive and i think that's what happened on september 11th september 11th think of this think of the pendulum Think of the pendulum, the pendulum with George W. Bush. He was he was vile to half of the country. Then he was the most popular president in my lifetime for about a year. And then he became a pariah again. It was a pendulum. Think of faith. Faith was bad. And then there was this pendulum after 9-11. And all of a sudden, faith was the most important thing. We all went to church. All of us went to church. Right after September 11th, asking ourselves, what has happened? And that faded away and has gotten worse. Globalization has gone into hyperdrive. Political correctness went into hyperdrive. First, the political correctness it has been around, you know, before 9-11. But after 9-11, you could, you could think that maybe it was... Started by a good idea. Nobody wanted anybody to, you know, harass Muslims on the street. There was a fear of tribalism, you know, that the white man will come after, you know, somebody that looks like they're Muslim. Well, that's a fundamental misunderstanding of who Americans are. We're not like that. We have progressed. We have gotten better. And Americans, I know Americans, heard jokes and heard things and they would say, now, stop it. Stop it. So it was a fundamental misunderstanding of who Americans are, but it was also an agenda. I mean, look at Obama. What was Obama? What did Obama run on? He ran on hope and change. Change what? Change what? Change the socialism? No, that wasn't it. In fact, they argued for four years that that wasn't it. It wasn't that was not the winning message. The winning message was we're not racists. We don't like a government that isn't transparent. We don't like the way our government is fighting this war. It looks like it's never going to go on, never going to stop. We don't even know why we're fighting it anymore. This is in 2008, I remind you. We don't even know why we're fighting it anymore. What are we doing? We have secret courts now? America's fundamentally changing. I don't like it. I want something that is transparent. I want something that is hopeful. This guy is talking a great game. He's he's black. He's completely different than anything we've ever had. We're not racists. His name is Barack Hussein Obama. How could we possibly be racist and elect him? And you may not have agreed with his policies, but there was something about the hope of a new chapter of America. But no one was clamoring except the extremists who were still in hiding at the time. No one was clamoring for socialism. The transparency on the wars didn't stop until recently. 
Obama didn't stop the wars. Obama did exactly what George Bush told me in the Oval Office. Anyone who becomes president is going to do exactly the same thing because they're going to get the same advice and they're going to realize the president's hands are tied on this and they're going to continue this policy. That scared the life out of me. But that's what Obama did. It took somebody who everybody thinks might be a little nuts. It took Donald Trump to come in and say, yeah, we're going to negotiate with the Taliban. And you know what? Yes, on the week of September 11th, I'm going to have the Taliban there at, uh, at Camp David to negotiate. Now, there's a lot of people that are upset about it, and it bothers me. But why does it bother me? Is that, is that our pride? I mean, we're the ones who screwed this up. We didn't put a polar star up and say, this is what we're after. We're after those guys that did this to us. We went in and said, we're going to change Afghanistan. You can't change Afghanistan. You cannot give people freedom. If they don't want it, they won't take it. They have to earn it. Just the same with us. We are losing our freedom because we are no longer willing to earn it. We want it for free. I want my rights. I want no responsibility. You will lose your freedom. So is it our pride? Doesn't it take a bigger person to say, we screwed this one up from the get-go. Let's stop wasting time, money, blood. Let's end this and come home. It's our pride, I think. Look at what we have lost. Not just the countless numbers of people, but look at what we have lost in this never-ending war. We have lost trust of one another. We've lost trust in the system. We've lost trust in in basic fairness and decency. We've lost trust in our media, lost trust in our politicians, lost trust in our institutions. We have lost our faith in one another. And without our faith in one another, we have nothing. We had political arguments before. We had them during Lewinsky. We, we, we had them during the 2000 election, but we haven't taken a break. We haven't stopped and said, hey, can we just look around? Can we just notice that the rest of the world right now, they can say whatever they want, but the rest of the world right now is counting on America to pull the rest of the world out of whatever it's headed toward. They are investing in our bonds, our U.S. government bonds. They're taking their sovereign funds and taking all of their investments, the Europeans, taking their investments out of Europe and putting it into America because they know Europe is not the future. And so they are transferring billions and billions of dollars into our U.S. Treasury. They're putting all of their faith, all of their money, not their, not their words, their actions are putting all of their faith in U.S. companies by buying stocks. Because they know their companies 
are in trouble. Their banks are in trouble. Their governments are in trouble. We are the last great hope. I don't think that has ever meant more since probably World War II than it does right now. The world is on the brink of absolute catastrophic failure. And we are the last great hope. Why were the people in Hong Kong carrying around American flags? Because they remember who we are. They're trying to remind us who we are. We see an American flag, we immediately think of oppression now. They weren't holding the American flag as a symbol of oppression. They were saying, this is a symbol of freedom. It always has been. America, please wake up and recognize who you are again. Progressives believe that men get better. Man gets better as a group. It doesn't. Man will immediately retreat to its tribe to distrust and fear. The minute something goes wrong, we become tribal again. And there are people that are driving us into tribes. And we must fight it on all sides, all fronts. One religion against another. One color against another. One class against another. One party against another. There are no seats on the sidelines. Everyone is on the field. Silence in the face of evil is evil itself. You must get in the game. We must stop listening to those who have brought us to this point. Now, I can include myself in that. But I would say this. We keep looking for people with certitude. Well, we picked all these people because they were all absolutely certain they were right about everything that they said. These pundits, these politicians, all of these people, they were certain. I'm telling you right now, things are in such a state of flux. We are entering a brave new world. I mean that figuratively and literally. We are entering a brave new world. Anyone who says they know the answers for tomorrow is either so arrogant you should run for your life or they're an idiot. It, this September 11th, which is tomorrow, I would urge us as a nation to just reflect and look up to our polar star our declaration of independence, our God, if you still have one, and ask, are we getting closer? Are we getting better? Are we getting further away? What have the decisions that I have made in my own life? What are the decisions that my party has made, my politicians have made, some of them good, some of them bad? What are the ones that maybe require some reevaluation? Am I humble enough to even be able to do that? And am I brave enough to accept the answer? Even if it means it takes you to places that are not going to be comfortable. If we do that, 
and we live it. We don't just survive, we strive. And America's greatest adventures, America's greatest explorations, America's greatest achievements are just over the next hill. Well, you have to hand it to cyber criminals, if nothing. Uh, they are innovative. Turns out security researchers have discovered that hackers can now get information's off of, uh, information off your devices when they're communicating with each other through Bluetooth. It's like picking your pocket from across the, the, the yard with a fishing pole. Everybody has devices now, and there's only, you know, you can move into the Unabomber's cabin, uh, or you can protect yourself. You need LifeLock. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats. It, it keeps your information if and when someone out there is trying to get a hold of it or sell your information online. It keeps it protected. If there's a problem, the U.S.-based restoration specialists are going to work with you to fix it. Don't let someone steal your information. Don't, do not let them get away with it, and then you're stuck there with a mess you have no idea how to clean up. LifeLock. Go to LifeLock.com. Nobody can prevent all identity theft, monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can see the threats that you might miss on your own. Join now and get an extra 10% off your first year by using promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head over to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK and get an extra 10% off now. LifeLock.com. Promo code BECK. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Dennis Prager is uh, on his back, uh, on his way back from Washington D.C., where he testified uh, in front of Congress, and uh, uh, he stopped here. He's going to be doing his show out of the Blaze Studios today, uh, and we're thrilled, thrilled to have Dennis in the uh, studio. He's going to be coming up in about six minutes. We want to get an update on on what Congress is thinking about doing uh, about uh, Google and limiting. Uh, the the voices from the right. Dennis is on the forefront of this. I think Dennis is 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 he's been the smartest out of all of us, and he always has been. But he's been the smart the smartest out of all of us. Um, he has built uh, Prager University, which makes a huge huge difference. But it is under attack now um, by the left, and 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 having his opinions uh, silenced is just absolutely the the death knell i mean if you don't see that one and go okay wait a minute wait a minute you can't handle that that's hate speech dennis prager joins us to talk about that and his new movie next you're listening to glenn beck New f- I tell you, that, that is the sign of how lost they really are. Uh, Tulsi, uh, she likes America, so she can't be the Democratic candidate. It's crazy. 
Um, we have uh, Dennis Prager coming up in just a second. Our uh, spotlight sponsor on the blaze here is uh, realestateagentsitrust.com. We have over 1,000 active agents, another 5,000 uh, 5, that are on a waiting list. Um, we, we don't let this get too big because we want to be able to monitor everything and make sure that you are being treated exactly right. This is not a company that I do commercials for. This is my company, realestateagentsitrust.com. And we started it out of my frustration. And then I started spending time with Wall Street Journal's 500 most uh, uh, popular or, or uh, 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 the best real estate agents in the country, according to the Wall Street Journal. And I found the best practice. What does it take? To get a great real estate agent, we're going to line you up with those real estate agents. Just go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Free service to you, realestateagentsitrust.com. Dennis Prager in just a minute. Hey, the one, the only, uh, a man who uh, I would hope we could call each other good friends. I have so much respect for Dennis Prager. I think he is one man who has truly, out of all of us in radio, has made the biggest impact uh, on the culture, which is what we all strive to do. And uh, I can't support him enough. Dennis Prager, Prager University, just got back from Washington going against Google and YouTube and the rest of them. We'll get that firsthand in our studio. Dennis Prager in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Marta is somebody in our audience, and she was a school teacher. She, she taught school for about 40 years, and it was really the thing that she really, really loved. Um, these days she, she gets a, a concentrated version of that joy, uh, when she spends time with her grandkids, but until she discovered relief factor, it looked like Marta might not ever be able to enjoy those times again. Cause she couldn't get down and she couldn't play with her grandkids cause she was in so much pain. She had joint pain that was so bad that she couldn't even do the simple tasks. I know what that's like. When you are kept from the thing that you love with me, it's painting. I can't paint in pain. When you get that back, it's like your life returns to you. Relief factor has done that for me. It did it for Marta. It might work for you. 70% of those who try it, uh, it works. And they go to order more month after month. I still take it three times a day. I've been taking it for about 18 months now. It's relieffactor.com. Call 1-800-583-84. 800-583-84. It's relieffactor.com. Dennis Prager. A, dare I say, a living legend. A guy who started uh, talk radio right around the time that we did. I think you got into syndicated talk radio about 99. Mm-hmm. And we started in 2000. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 2000. Uh, syndicated in 2001. Uh, welcome to the program, Dennis. How are you? Well, let me just say oh, uh, you were totally right in saying we're friends. And I, I, that's one of my most cherished terms. And I'm very touched by what you said because coming from you, it matters. Mm. So Thank you I for saying that. I needed to say that. Um, By the way, I also use Relief Factor. Do you really? Yeah. Yeah. He also told me he listens to this show. That's correct. Driving in yeah. to do his show. 
now I have evidence that I can now I can go after him. Obviously, <laughs> stealing all of our taking our ideas and yes. then making them actually work. <laughs> and then so anyway, uh, Dennis, um, tell me about what happened uh, with Google in Washington. What's happening with your your lawsuit? We at the PragerU, let me just a very quick background for your audience in case they don't know. I don't expect everybody to know. We have a billion uh, views a year. That's a very successful (laughs) thing. And I'm very proud of it because we do very serious work. We put out a video each week of five minutes each on everything from the Electoral College to the Ten Commandments. fantastic. Both of those are fantastic. Well, we, we work very, very, very hard. I included on every single video. We have f- a f- uh, four former prime, three former prime ministers, four Pulitzer Prize winners. We're very serious about the people that make the videos for us. And uh, it is a conservative voice. It's fact-based because truth comes first. And that's why when people say, oh, Prager University's propaganda, but they never have once offered an example of, of anything we've said that isn't true. Correct. And and we're not going to have, you know, people like Alan Dershowitz or the Prime Minister of Canada, to, uh, Harper, they're not going to make a video for a place that's propaganda. Right. I mean, we have professors from Stanford and Harvard and, and, and Princeton, and I mean, it, it's... But that's all they could say. They could smear. But we're very effective, and this bothers people like Google. Google is a left-wing operation. I'm, I, I say it with no joy. It's not an accusation. It's a fact. You saw the video of their of the lamenting the, the Trump election. It was like a, a day of, of mourning, if not a, four years of mourning at Google. And they uh, are, and, and uh, beyond mourning, they are taking steps that's correct. to make sure yes, it and, never happens th- again. They said it. Yes. We, we, we have the video. They yes. say we can't let this happen again. Well, Prager University uh, is 65% of our billion views are people under 35. That's another big, big deal. And that, that bothers them because they think that they own youth. Mm-hmm. And they do. Mm-hmm. From elementary school through graduate mm-hmm. school and television and movies, they do own youth. But, mm-hmm. we, but we're making an inroad. So they started putting our videos out of nowhere uh, which are largely aimed to young people. Right. We they started putting some of them on the restricted list. Restricted means if you have a filter against pornography and violence, you can't see the video. Mm-hmm. Uh, similarly, schools and and uh, and libraries. libraries. That's automatic, and it's demonetized. So, what are some of the examples? I remember Victor Davis Hanson, who's as gentle a human being as walks on earth. <laughs> yeah, is that right. correct? Absolutely. I mean, if, if there's yeah. in the book of opposites, there's, right. there's him and, and flamethrower. Right. 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 He does a history of the Korean War. It was put on the. Uh, it, there's there's no rhyme or reason except this. If we have fifteen, we have we have uh, how many uh, videos have we put out? Three hundred something. Fifteen of them. That's one out of twenty. Is on Israel. Half of them are on the restricted list. They hate Israel and they hate America. So if America is depicted as beautiful and if Israel depicted as beautiful, we have the head of British forces in Afghanistan saying how moral the Israeli army is. That's on the restricted list. Alan Dershowitz, Professor Harvard, uh, Hillary Clinton Democrat, uh, gives a video on Israel's founding, the le- the legality of Israel's founding. It's on the restricted list. My, but the ultimate is my video. I... I I did one on each of the Ten Commandments. So, and they and what's crazy about this is in the testimony. Yes, the guy from no, Google this, said, this, this "Well, was, murder." 
And a lot of yes. ch- he led with churches. A lot of churches, you know, they don't want that kind of stuff. Thou shalt not murder is you something that churches. Up. No, you it was make crazy. It up. I was there. This was in the U.S. Senate. Yeah. I was there. So when he said he was asked by Senator Cruz, for whom I give great praise, he's really pursued this. Yes. And so Senator Cruz asks the Google representative, why have you put Mr. Prager's video on the Ten Commandments on the restricted list? We have his response, and then I want oh, to get you your response. Have oh, we have good. It. Okay. Here it is. Listen. Mr. Prager is a YouTube success story. Mr. Prager has more than 2 million uh, uh, followers, as I understand it. Um, Mr. Prager's, uh, and and all of Mr. Prager's content is available on YouTube, the the main YouTube channel. We do have um, a very small percent of our subscribers who opt for what we call restricted mode. These are mostly institutions like churches or perhaps schools where there's certain um, more mature content that they choose not to have access to. Now, this is less than 2% of the overall YouTube watchers, but we do feel it's important that to give those, those institutions that degree of control. There is a small percent of Mr. Prager's overall content, as I understand it, less than a quarter of his content that is deemed to be in that category of more mature. And so for that very small percentage, they will not have access to Mr. Prager's um, more mature content. Other than that, it is complete. And, th- and just to be clear, these are, this is content, for instance, it may be perfectly acceptable to watch, but for those, who perhaps references to violence or war or rape, things <laughs> like that. All of Mr. Prager's, those, those, the Ten Commandments, all those are available to 98% of YouTube viewers, 98.5, I believe. 1.5% of our viewers have in, have activated, again, this restricted mode, churches. Okay, stop, um, stop, stop, stop. Well, okay, so the, uh, the, key, the key one is that he was asked, well, why is Mr. Prager's video on murder restricted? So shall I give his answer? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so his answer was because it mentions murder. So I, I was sitting there, and I, I truly felt that I had entered the twilight zone. Mm-hmm. Kids cannot hear an adult tell them, thou shalt not murder. I mean, I went to Jewish uh, religious school, yeshivas, from the from kindergarten, and I learned that at five, God <laughs> doesn't want me to murder. Somehow the rabbis who taught it to me didn't think it was restricted for right. people over 18. <laughs> right. <laughs> they thought right. it was a good thing at five to right. know God <laughs> <Right>. forbids murder. <laughs> so, so... I when I got up there, I, I prefaced my comments, my prepared remarks by saying, "We will now, now that I know why that has been restricted, we will produce a Google-friendly Ten Commandments titled The Nine Commandments.'" <laughs> We will remove thou shalt not murder. By the way, as of now, five of the Ten Commandments are on the restricted list. They're so angry at us, which proves that it has nothing to do with content, that they have added another hundred restricted since I testified in the Senate. Wow. Yeah. That proves it has nothing to do with algorithms or violence. Listen to what he's saying. Listen to what he's saying. He's saying 2%. Two percent of the the uh, the population, right? Uh, Google users, yes, they opt out. Correct. So he's saying it's the user's choice. That's right. Yes. However, 
He then is playing the role of the MPAA and saying, we decide which ones fall into that category. That's right. And uh, we think thou shalt not murder is is in that where churches wouldn't want it. That's crazy. Yes. That's crazy. I mean, I could see if people don't want do not commit adultery. I get it. It's, that's a right. toughie. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> Thou shalt not murder. So, so it, he also said a very small percentage. Since when is twenty five percent? I only no, hear no, that. From, no, is that amazing? Uh, that's amazing. So, uh, what should? Why should they complain? Yeah, a very small percent. Two percent of the viewers. Okay, two percent. That's small. It's millions 25, and millions of no, people. I know that, <laughs> but twenty five percent. Think yes. of that. Millions and millions of people at two percent. And 25% of, of the videos. 360 yes. videos. Right. That's, uh, that's quite a number. But the, the, thing, the thing that your listeners need uh, to understand is this is the tip of the iceberg. If they prevail, uh, if they're allowed to do this, then that will be it for free expression for conservatives. That's – we're moving – the internet is moving toward the university. The university is is basically conservative fry, uh, the German word free meaning empty, it, devoid of. That's that's where the internet will be headed, if if they get a green light from either Congress. I don't want suppression of private enterprise. Of course not. I'm a mm-hmm. conservative. I, I I don't want the government to interfere. But it, uh, the analogy I give to which no libertarian has been able to give me an answer is, what if Delta Airlines, or better, Delta American and United announced, all those who come on board our plane with the New York Times can come on, but if you're carrying the Wall Street Journal, you may not fly with us. After all, they're private companies. Why, I want all the libertarians who have attacked PragerU, believe it or not, in Reason Magazine, at the American Enterprise Institute, they have attacked us. They have defended Google on libertarian grounds. Well, it's private enterprise, so fine. So if the only conduit or the conduit of almost all information is bigoted, that doesn't matter to you. It's still just private enterprise. So here's the, that is the problem. Uh, and, and the way to, for me at least, to express this is, Google, uh, Microsoft, Apple, uh, Facebook, all of that, that has become the public square. That is the place to express yourself. That's right. So if, yes. if, if, you, if you are not allowed, a platform is a public space yes. that everyone can gather no matter you, your you view. You can't fly. Correct. Correct. All right. Back with Dennis Prager here in just a second. I want to talk to you a little bit about Goldline. Uh, the foggy mists of just a few weeks ago. Try to remember when people were throwing themselves out of windows because we had a negative yield curve. Uh, this was the sure sign that we were headed towards the uh, recession and the Great Depression and, and, uh, and certain doom. It is not a sure sign, as we told you at the time. And I am a catastrophist. I'm an optimistic catastrophist, but I'm a catastrophist nonetheless. Nonetheless, when the yield curve is zero or negative, it means that banks can't make money by lending money. So they stop lending money. Now, that's bad news, you know, whether it ends into a recession or not. That's why all of the sovereign funds from over in Europe are now investing in us. They have to make money. 
this is such a complex mess right now. And I think the world is headed for just economic catastrophe if all cards are not played exactly right. China is squirrely. They're in trouble. We are also being squirrely uh, with our tariffs. I can't tell you what's happening, but I, I will tell you that Goldline is always the hedge against inflation. It's always the hedge against insanity. I don't buy it as an investment, although it's been very good for me. I buy it instead as insurance. Insurance against a, a world gone insane. And that insanity today is called uh, modern monetary theory. We'll just keep printing money. We don't even have to tax people. If that worked, how come we haven't been doing that all the time? Like, that's like some genius. You know what? We got a printing press. We have nothing to back it up. Why don't we just run this money? Like, that's like that took some genius to figure out. That's probably what the guy said who built the printing press. Why don't you just run this all the time? Well, you can't. You don't understand. Anyway, Goldline, call them now about investing in gold or silver. Read their important risk information. Find out if it's uh, right for you. 866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. We break for 10 seconds. Back with uh, Dennis Prager. So, Dennis, have you heard a good uh, solution to this? I mean, I know there are people talking about regulation. I do not. They want regulation. Those those organizations want it because they'll decide they'll design it just like the big three automakers did in in uh, under Franklin Roosevelt. We can't let them design the regulation because it will it will make it too onerous for anybody who's coming up. It can be a competitor. So what do we do? Well, they they're they have been granted by Congress, the they have been granted the ability to avoid all lawsuits. Correct. Uh, uh, because they're a platform. Right. An open forum. Right. They They operate, though, as if they're a publisher. See, the New York Times does not have to publish Dennis Prager or PragerU, clearly. Mm-hmm. We totally understand that. Yeah. But the New York Times is liable for... Uh, for what they do, yes, because for they're not they're an, liable for libel, right? They're not an open platform. That's right, right. So they want it both ways. I've I've talked to people in Congress and the Senate, and many of them who agree that they're a real problem are like, "Well, that that's really not going to work. We can't." I don't understand the argument against that. I don't either. I, Have I, you heard that no, from anybody? Yeah, no, no. I I, I agree with you. It, it's. At least the thing that bothers me when when I read conservatives who who are uh, agreeing with Google, which is amazing, but it happens. Uh, the 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 thing that I don't understand, they don't recognize that it's even an issue. They will say, "Well, I Google PragerU is," and I came up with some positive things. Mm-hmm. Uh, because normally, if you do PragerU is, you will find propaganda, lying. Mm-hmm. There's usually a negative after. But that's we that's we don't build our case on that. We build it on the censorship issue. But they don't even acknowledge. There are conservatives who don't acknowledge the threat to conservative thought inherent to what is happening. It's not even that. I mean, I'm sure you have talked to what's his name up in uh, Boston that is is running the uh, running the tests on Epstein? our election. Yes, 
Robert Epstein. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. He's amazing. He's amazing. That's and right. He is and a, he's a liberal Democrat. Right. He's yeah. a guy who, I mean, I talked to him a couple of weeks ago. He was heartbroken about That's Hillary right. Clinton coming out against him. He's like, I'm, I'm a supporter. No, no, no. And they're right. destroying me. Yes. And he's saying, and I think this is true, the more I study up on, on AI and Google and everything else, um, these algorithms, I think we're about two years away from being in a trap we're not going to be able to get out of. That's right. He says that this may be the last election That's right. that is, quote, free. And he said, I'm not even right. sure if this one's going to be free. Well, I did a search, just as an example, I did a search on global warming or climate change or both. And there is a lot of stuff out there by scientists mm-hmm. okay, that is that is skeptical not that the world is getting warmer, but why 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 it is, and right. especially about the solution. Correct. There are many reasons why the world might be getting warmer, and it and it also is probably not a catastrophe. You can't find that. Page after page of results is the same thing, just the exact same thing. And I remember reporting on my radio show years ago ten thousand scientists who signed a petition saying, wait a minute. We're not so sure that it's anthropocentric, that it's human-made. Thoughts, 10,000 scientists, no coverage. So th- this, is, this is a... We live in different worlds, the left and the right. I live in their world because I'm immersed. I, I watch CNN, MSNBC. Mm-hmm. I read the New mm-hmm. York Times every day. But they don't read us or hear us or study under us. Mm-hmm. That is why we win all their, the debates with them. I've debated the left. In fact, you'll love this. This is the best yet. I debated a guy at a San Francisco synagogue, a left-wing Jew, which is almost redundant, but not entirely. <laughs> I could say it because I'm Jewish. Mm-hmm. So I debate this guy at a San Francisco synagogue, and uh, I I don't try to defeat opponents. I, I I'm I'm a hey, big. Hang on, I gotta take I gotta take a break, and I don't want to wreck the end okay, of the story. Okay, yeah, you will love the yeah, end yeah, of yeah. the story. Uh, hang on, just a just a second. That's why he wins. By the way, is he is not trying to win. You to go into a debate and you're trying to convince the other side or win, you're going to lose. Just speak the truth. Dennis Prager from the Dennis Prager Show. Also, uh, Prager University. More with him and his new movie, No Safe, Safe Spaces, next. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Well, I don't know if you saw this. The uh, Did you see the, the, the video of the Tesla driver that was uh, driving down the highway dead asleep? 80 miles an hour. You see that? It, it, crazy. It makes me want a Tesla because I'd like to sleep on the way home. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, people are freaking out. Look at this guy who's dead asleep. Yeah, that's great. Now, I don't know what happens when the check engine light goes on. Uh, maybe he doesn't see that. Maybe Tesla just takes it in for itself. But when that check engine light goes on, there's something wrong. I can guarantee you, you do wake up on that. Uh, and mainly because it's a pain in the neck if you don't have extended coverage uh, and your warranty has uh, gone out of uh, gone out of date. This is why I have CarShield. I have them on my trucks. And I tell you, they have pulled my butt out of the fire several times. CarShield.com. Make it really super easy for whatever the repairs are. Some of these chips, one of the chips, $3,000 that I had to replace. Car hadn't had warranty on it for years. CarShield covered me. And CarShield covered it. Car 8, uh, sorry, Car 6000. It's 1-800-CAR-6000. Use the promo code back at carshield.com and save 10% now. 
Dennis Prager from uh, Prager University. He also is the author of a great series of books uh, called The Rational Bible. We'll talk to him about that in a little bit. Uh, his documentary, No Safe Spaces, which is fantastic. That is coming out. Uh, and he was just talking about uh, a conversation that he was having in a synagogue uh, debating a, a very liberal individual at a synagogue in San Francisco. Correct. So all I wanted to tell you was, so this was on, this is on YouTube. You could watch it. I guess Dennis Prager debates San Francisco Synagogue or something like that. So uh, it's, whenever I debate people on the left or anybody, I, I, I have no desire to humiliate anyone. In fact, I, my, Jewish law forbids me from humiliating. I, I take that very seriously. That's why I banned... Uh, Monica Lewinsky jokes on my program. No one, no one could call in and tell. As I said, the woman is created in God's image. You cannot mock her on my program. So I take that stuff very seriously. Uh, but I won the debate. I mean, I I knew inside I won the debate, and I always win debates against leftists because they don't know any of our arguments, and we know all of theirs. Mm-hmm. I mean, just on that alone, forget mm-hmm. whether I'm a good debater. But the only point I wanted to make was that's on the restricted list. That is yes, because the lefty lost the debate. <laughs> That's what were you debating? Uh, Israel it should you know uh, Jews and Israel and Jews and, and 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 American policy and so on. So violent, Dennis. Oh, oh, it's, so, oh, and oh the San Francisco synagogues. I mean, the yeah. synagogues are known <laughs> for for yeah. orgiastic yeah. Uh, moments. Exactly, <laughs> I, I, it's beyond belief. Yeah, you're reading your rational Bible. Um, it is, I think I actually wrote a review of it someplace. It is not, uh, when somebody says, this is my life's work, eh, yeah, whatever. W- with you, this is your life's work, and it reads that way. Mm-hmm. You, this is a lifetime That's right, it is. Of, of learning and wisdom that you have poured into this. And it, for conservatives that are Christian, if you haven't gone through the Old Testament with uh, a rabbi or somebody who really, really knows Hebrew, you're you are you're water skiing over the Old Testament. I mean, it's it's phenomenal how deep it is. Well, thank you. Uh, uh, yes, it is deep, and I hope Mike. It's called the Rational Bible. Uh, your listeners should just read the reviews on Amazon. I I want a I, when I wrote, wrote this I wanted a peasant in China who never heard of Moses to be moved. That's my that's the reader I have in mind. Will this make sense to a rural Chinese person? Because that's why I call it the Rational Bible. It either has something to say to everyone or it has nothing to say to Jews and Christians. That's my view. And the number of people who have said, you know what? came into this an atheist read it people could read it on that anyway i I just i'm always self-conscious about promoting something i've done i can only say this nobody writes a bible commentary to get wealthy Mm. so on that grounds i feel but it is dennis it is it is that's what we've lost that's it is what we've lost no because that's that's wisdom this country is rooted in the wisdom of the bible period Abraham Lincoln didn't go to church, but he kept the Bible on his nightstand. That's the difference. I have, a, and he read it. I have a, I have a letter uh, right after his death from the guy who was his preacher in uh, in Illinois, who said back in early 1850, 
he would come and he, I would invite him to preach. He knew the gospel and he knew the Bible better than I did. That's his preacher. Hmm. Nobody, nobody understands that. He right. read it. Yes. He knew it. He, he may not have been your average churchgoer, right. but there's deep, profound no, it, it wisdom. Is, it's the deepest book ever written. And anyway, I've tried to explain it, and I hope your, your listeners will read it. So No Safe Spaces is coming out at the end of October. Adam Carolla and I are this quote-unquote stars. But uh, <laughs> I, I, give, I give all the credit to the, to the terrific people who made the movie. Wow. You sound humble, but I should no, let no, you no, know I, that I, Dennis I, is, is all blinged out. He's gone totally hot. Hollywood. I mean, just look yes, at him. Yes, that's right. Listen that's to him. He's me, totally man. Hollywood now that he's in a movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, no, it's really, it's really good, the film. I've seen it four times. I get bored very easily. It's one of the reasons I'm interesting. Mm-hmm. God God gave me a very short attention span in order to be interesting. I, I'm serious. <laughs> I turned I turned the deficit into a plus <laughs> because I remember one of my first talks, I swear to you, in the middle of the talk, I was 22, 23 years old. I started very early. And I said to myself, while I'm talking, Dennis, you're boring me. <laughs> and I will, and I, I never, that was the wake up call. You must constantly be interesting. Anyway, No Safe Spaces is about what is happening to free speech. Uh, on on campuses, do you see a positive coming here, uh, Dennis? Do you see? Do you did you find positive things on campus? Because you're you're you were targeting those people who were there. There are a handful of courageous individuals. We have a, a, a thing on Brett Weinstein, for example. Brett he's Weinstein, great. he is the guy's a total liberal. He's at this college in Washington State, and he uh, one day they announce all whites should leave campus for mm-hmm. a day. And he goes, I'm sorry, I I don't believe in that. And uh, you, you, people will see what happened to this man in this movie. It That's is a movie crazy. in a movie. It is, it is crazy. It's crazy. He has left the. He has left that college. He yeah. can't teach there anymore. Well, he, His the, life was endangered. The, his the 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 he, he was told by the university, we can't protect you, nor That's will right. we. Yes, and he went to a public park. Right, and and held his class there. I mean, no, he's it's an ama- a brave it's, guy. It's, it's yes, and his story will rivet people. So anyway, again, it's no safe spaces. When's it open? Uh, at the end of October. Okay, Dennis. As always, I know you have to go and run and do your show, but as always, thank you so You're much. You're a joy, my friend. Uh, this was this was terrific. Yeah. And thank you for keeping the studio really cold. You're, wa- you're I, welcome. I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. <laughs> you're welcome. Dennis Prager uh, from Prager University. Uh, and uh, don't forget, his book is Ra- The Rational Bible. I cannot recommend it highly enough. I, I have read it, and I love it. Um, his new movie opens up in October. We'll have more on that. No safe spaces. Okay, Um, now let me take a break here and uh, talk to you a little bit about the X chair. We're sitting in uh, a very comfortable chair. You're sitting down, uh, and there is a difference in chairs. I have had all kinds of chairs. I've worked in this business and been sitting in a chair for 40 years. And uh, I've had cheap chairs. I've had expensive chairs. I've had the best chair, and it's not by any stretch of the imagination the most expensive chair out there. It's the X chair. It has over 10 different adjustments. It will help you support your back, support absolutely every part of you. It is really good, and it's customizable to you every single day. Uh, call 844-4X-CHAIR to check this out. They have a uh, money-back guarantee. If you get it and you don't love it, you can just ship it back. It's no questions asked, full refund. They can't, you know, companies don't do this because you can't make something like an X chair and ship it back and plan to stay in business if people are shipping it back. 
That's how confident they are, and I'm confident that you're going to love it. It's X-Chair. Go to xchairbeck.com, use the promo code BECK, and you're going to receive a free set of the new X-Wheels with your chair. It's xchairbeck.com, promo code BECK. You know, um, Dennis Prager is going to be on television with us uh, tonight. We're going to go over some of the movie with him. Um, But also, I I really wanted to talk to him about the changes that he is seeing, if any. He lives kind of, you know, in the Los Angeles area. And I've seen a change there. I've seen people who have never voted for a Republican who are now quietly saying, oh, I will vote for Donald Trump over these crazy people. They have gone crazy. Uh, And they don't they don't really even notice it. the crazies, you know, did you see Jim Gaffigan uh, when he was on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast recently? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to I play this. Listen, listen to him discuss being friends with conservatives. Listen to this. And it is weird because like six years ago and I did this interview and I talked about it and and I could see the interviewer go, you're friends with someone that works at Fox. And I'm like, Guess who that was. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's like it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. He's not a monster. Yeah. He's not killing, you know, he's not putting children in cages. Well, I'm he's... good friends with Steve Hilton. He has a show on Fox. He interviewed Trump. Uh, my family and his family yeah. go on vacations together. And nice guy. It's like why like it's 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 this strange thing where I'm like I can understand how important these beliefs are. And I can understand how threatening um, democracy is. And I can understand how we have to face our history and and all these things. But it's like the discourse has to remain, yes. doesn't it? Yes. We have to be able to talk to each other. And I think that's one of the things that kind of died with the Trump election. People were like, you're with us or against us. You're either for him or or you're for the future and compassion and and, and caring about everyone or you're a monster. And there's no there's no discussion about finances or the best way to run the economy or international trade. No, 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 no. You're you're with the good or the bad. You're binary. It's one or zero. You're black or white. You're one or zero. And that is the same thing that they criticized about W. Mm-hmm. saying you're either with us or against yeah. us. Which, by the way, being a father of daughters, you know, is also a line from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but it is it's true, and appropriately so, right? It's like very childlike. Like that, that perspective is very childlike. There's a lot of people that are conservative that are very good people. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, I, I, you know, here's another thing that I find very frustrating. I feel as though... I'm sometimes, and sometimes I'll get uh, messages on social media, and they'll be like, "You know that some of the people that like your comedy are Trump supporters," and I'm like, "I hope so. I I hope that I appeal to a lot of different people. Uh, you know, I it's it's a very strange. Like I remember the success I had, and I'm so grateful for the success that I've had." Uh, on Beyond the Pale, I remember like I came back to New York after I had done this tour, and you don't know with stand up, you don't know how long it's going to last, you don't know what's going on. And I came back, and I remember someone reading an article, maybe it was in Time Out New York, and they're like, "He's very mainstream, mainstream." And and there was recently a New York Times article, "He's very conventional," and I'm like, <laughs> "What is that? 
Do you mean like conventional in that people want to go and see me perform? Like a lot of people <laughs> like, like that's you? Like that's a crime? Yeah. <laughs> Jim Gaffigan, I, I will tell you, um, it's weird to hear that because I'm friends with someone at Fox and I had just done an interview a couple of years ago with him. Well, he, uh, he's talking about us. He's talking about me. Um, I, hmm. I mean, I, okay, I can't, I, I can't say for sure, but Jim and I've talked to Jim enough about this. Yeah, he's been on the show. Yeah. And he's been on the show and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and he has told me those kinds of stories. And what's weird is I generally don't get that from our audience. I generally don't get that from our audience, our audience. When we connect with somebody, uh, for instance, I think we could have Tulsi Gabbard on and our audience would go, don't agree with her. Uh, don't want her to be the president, but I liked her, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where we need to get. If, if, if you can't listen to somebody that you don't agree with and go, I'm glad I heard that. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't hate her. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice not to hate people <laughs> and, and, and then not listen to anything they say? Just imagine that. I mean, Jim Gaffigan <laughs> and Michael Buble have been the bravest, I think, and Pendulette. Pendulette actually lost friends with his childhood idol because we were friends. Uh, I mean, these guys have taken a beating. I'm glad I don't have to take a beating. Yeah, I just don't understand it. You know, the, what is the point of listening to especially long-form talk radio or long-form interviews? Like, what are you looking for? You're looking for constant, a uh, constant, uh, you know, uh, affirmation. I'm uh, looking for somebody like that I, I want to live when I, when I'm listening or reading something, I want to, to be able to go several times. Otherwise I stop. Holy cow. I've never thought of it that way. All right. That's, that's, that's what you want. That's the point. You want to be entertained, oh, challenged, right? You want to think a little bit. And you know, if you listen to the same people saying the same things every single day, you don't get that, right? That's what they have done. That's what the left has done. They're giving you, they, they silence everything else out. You can't, you can't grow like that. Right. Like we complain about the coverage all the time, for example, of Donald Trump, right? And it's obviously unfair and it's overwhelming on that side. But think about it from their perspective. Think about turning on the television every day and all they do is figure out what the, the current controversy is about Donald Trump and say it's bad. Listen to this. Like, that's just boring. I know. Just a boring life. Listen to this from Donald Trump last night. Tell me how you argue with this. You must never forget that the 2020 election is about one thing. You. It's true. It's not about me. It's about you. It's about your family, your future, and the fate of your country. Now, here he's going to get a little dicey, but you could make the case this is absolutely true, and I think you could get it past an impartial jury easily. A vote for Democrats in 2020 and a vote for any Democrat tomorrow in North Carolina is a vote for the rise of radical socialism and the destruction of the traditional American dream. We are entering this campaign with the best record, the best results, and the best agenda. Democrats are now the party of high taxes, high crime, open borders, late-term abortion, and socialism. They are socialists. 
The Republican Party is the party of the American worker, the American family, the American dream. I don't necessarily agree with the Republican thing, but uh, Democrats even want to give free health care to illegal immigrants. As long as I'm your president, I will never, ever let Democrats take away your health care and give it free to people who have entered our country illegally. We can't do that. It's a tremendous incentive to come in. They also want to bring in unlimited numbers of foreign refugees from overseas, all at the expense of supporting their own communities. Republicans, no matter what you do, where you are, we want people to obey our laws. We want people that are going to help our country. The Democratic Party has never been farther outside of the mainstream. He's right. He's right. And if he was using this as his message, if he would use, this is not about me, this is about you and your family... And the choice of where we're going, because that really is what it is. Are we going to still base ourselves in a Bill of Rights and a Declaration of Independence? Or are we going to go for a completely, as Elizabeth Warren says, a completely new designed machine? Something completely different. (laughs) I don't think Americans are at that point.